0: Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Warning, things are about to get intense. Like when you stare into the eyes of someone that you really like for a full minute straight without blinking. Intense, intense heat, lasting plump from the hot new Lifter Plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, Lifter Plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades. Honestly, my favorite is hot honey and cocoa zing i put it on my lips and honestly it did sizzle them it sizzled them right to the moon they were plump and juicy and everyone was like nicole can i and i'm like get in line can you take the heat find your shade at maybelline.com or a retailer near you amazon shoppers get 10 percent off lifter plump purchase with code 10 plump for a limited time Another episode of Why Won't You Day Be A Podcast, where me, Nicole Byer, is just trying to figure out love. I've been trying to figure out why I'm single. I've done the podcast for too long. No answers. So we're just trying to figure out what the fuck love is. Okay, my guest today is a hilarious comedian that's been featured on Comedy Central, Netflix, and Hurler. She's the host of the podcast we're having gay sex. her new comedy special is now available on YouTube. It is Ashley Kevin Hey thank you hello First of all, great great intro thank hey, you thank you. maybe one of the best ever. Wait really thank you so yeah. much. I tend to have a lot of energy. I'm a little raspy because I climbed the stairs too fast two days ago. And that'll do uh, it. <laughs> and I especially from all coffee. the screaming
1: as, as you're walking up the stairs. <laughs> well, I was
0: like breathing, not heavy. Cause I was like, cause it was at the Glendale Galleria and I was like, okay. I can't let all these shoppers know that I'm out of breath climbing these stairs. So I was trying real hard not to let them know and I was going really fast and I got lightheaded and then I had like an asthma attack and I haven't stopped coughing since.
1: Isn't that fun? Oh, I'm so sorry. Whenever I'm going up the subway stairs, I let everyone know around. I'm grunting. I, I, what is it about? So I don't know what, how the Galleria stairs are, but the subway stairs are definitely specifically engineered. It feels like no matter how many there are, you're out of breath at the top of them.
0: Yeah. So the Galleria stairs are like a... Uh, Uh, I can't remember which train you take when you go to West 4th and then there's two sets of stairs. Well, four sets of stairs because you got one, then two, then three, then then fucking four. Yeah. BDFM. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Ashley, I have a question. Are you single, dating, married? Don't want to say because that... It is an option. It is it is an option. I, I'm very. Uh, my podcast is called We're
1: Having Gay Sex, so there's nothing mm-hmm. off the table, really. I, I I think it's so funny when people. Are like, If there's something you don't <laughs> want to talk about, I'm like, my asshole has been fully bared to the entire internet. So, um, I'm I'm dating. I have a girlfriend and. Uh, we have oh, talked about when we're going to get engaged, so I I feel a little bit engaged. I feel a little bit. That's we're on the nice. We're on the track. It is nice. It's very nice. I did not think it was going to happen. How
0: did you meet
1: and why didn't you think Wait, first, why didn't you think it was
0: going to fucking happen?
1: Cuz I'm 35. I don't know. I think you just hit a certain age and you're like Ah! This
0: is never, you know what I mean? Wow. I don't know. I'm 52 years old and I've never given up. You look phenomenal. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I actually just don't know how old I am. Do you want to take a moment? No, um right. I have to Google it every time someone asks me. <laughs> because I refuse to remember. You have to look
1: at those actor facts uh thing that's like Nicole Byers, <laughs> six foot five, <laughs> three hundred years old. You know but yeah, I I met this woman. Um, her name's Jen. She's lovely. Uh I met her right before the pandemic at the I don't know if you know it, Nicole, the Grizzly pear in New York City. I feel like I
0: do know it.
1: It's hell. It's down the street from the comedy cellar. And when people don't have tickets to the cellar, yes. they go into the pair. Yes. There's yes, some yes. horrible comedian barking on the street to get them in. <laughs> I met her at the midnight show a little after my set at probably around one in the morning before the pandemic. And we dated into the pandemic and we broke up because we have an age gap. So what's the age gap? Eight years. Pretty significant. She's younger or older. She's younger. So she was like, she was like, I'm, you know, queer out. I want to, you know, sow my wild gay oats. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I was like, of course, like, how could I, we were very in love and we didn't have problems in the relationship, but how could I tell her no to that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how could I, how could I be angry at her for that? At least that's how I felt.
0: Would you ever do an open relationship? So then, years later,
1: we met again. We're still in love. I don't think either one of us really fell out of
0: love. Wait, how many years went by that you broke up about a about a year and a half we, Dang. I think, okay.
1: I guess I said years later, like it was like,
0: yeah, I was like, I mean, was it four? was it ten? Was it thirty? Yeah, how many yeah. Years? Well, I hope it's
1: not ten, given the how old I am.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that math is bad math.
1: Yeah, that would be very bad math. But we met again, and uh, she was—I was like, "Well, where are you at?" Because I'm not gonna go into this again. You know, me being ready for marriage, you not, and mm-hmm. getting hurt again. And she was like, "You know, I—I I really think you're my person. I'm just kind of scared and not ready yet." So we were like, "Okay, let's make a mistake." Let's start hooking up and still see other people and kind of see what happens. Uh And it turned out it actually turned out not to be a mistake. And what it led into is now we're in an open relationship um, and it's been very successful for us. So, yeah, it all worked out. And thank God. Thank God. Because I was really like, I'm never going to meet. I really thought she was the love of my life the first go round. So I was like, this is frustrating if uh, if we don't get back together.
0: That's a nice little treat. So do you guys have like rules to the open relationship or is it just like whatever goes, goes, baby? We have some rules. Um, it's basically like just hookups.
1: It's like the, okay. no other relationships, no other serious dating. Just kind of like you can see the same person again, but the, the, we're trying to limit emotional attachment. Kind of keep ah, that out of the picture, yeah. I see. That, that makes sense. My, sorry, my cat is rubbing up against the monitor right now, if you see this kind of moving around.
0: I thought it was my dog for a second, and I was a little confused. <laughs> I was like, wait, how did he get over there? But he's on the bed having <laughs> he's a cute. great time. He's the cutest. He has a purple tail, and people constantly ask me, is that natural? And I'm like, where... Have we fallen so far from the grace of God that people think that dogs are naturally purple? I it's it's also like an unnatural purple. I right, it's just very confusing. And then everyone misgenders him, and they're like, "Oh, you're cute little girl dog. It's rude." <laughs> I'm kidding. I shouldn't make jokes about it. It is important to some people. I personally you call No, me they want you, want, want you to make jokes about it. They want I you to make jokes know. about it. They do. They do. As I promise. Who doesn't care cuz I get misgendered on planes all the time. I get called sir a lot. <laughs> do you really? <laughs> yes. Cuz I usually fly without a wig, without makeup. I'm wearing like a little hat. I don't have titties. Yeah. and they'll be like, "Sir, what would you like to drink?" And I'm like, "A vodka, soda. And they're like, "I'm so sorry, ma'am." And I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> as long as you bring me a drink, I call me whatever." Yeah, as long
1: as I'm hammered, I won't notice what you're saying yeah. to me right now.
0: I don't give
1: a shit. I used to get misgendered when I was younger because when I would play Call of Duty cuz I'm I'm that, mm-hmm. I would play on Xbox and I would have a headset and my voice is on the lower side, so the boys that I was playing Xbox against would like call me gay as an insult. They'd hear my voice and be like, (laughs) gay and it's cause they thought I was a boy with a high Uh voice. And I was like, Well, well kind of, but not not the gay you think, (laughs) dum (laughs) dums.
0: Wait, so you have lived in New York City your whole life.
1: Yeah. So when did you start dating? Oh man. I had secret girlfriends in high school.
0: Oh, my God. I had God. two secret
1: girlfriends.
0: What a dream. I don't know that life. <laughs> what is it like to have a secret girlfriend in high school? <laughs> Some would say traumatic. Uh, we just like, when
1: you're when you're a kid in, in New York City, wh- where did you grow up?
0: I grew up in New Jersey. Beautiful, okay. beautiful New Jersey.
1: <laughs> well, maybe, I don't know how far from the city you were, but it was like really fun, I think, to be like a teen in New York city, a horny teen in New York city. Cause there were so many places <laughs> that you could go and, you know, you could go and make out, but when you're gay, you, you can't do that. So there's like super limited options as to if you live in a but suburb, you, you can do go that in New
0: York.
1: I don't know. I was scared. I was just so scared that people were going to see. And also like, it wasn't even about getting caught from someone I know. It was like, even if a stranger thought I was gay, I was getting caught. You know what mm. I mean?
0: Because
1: it was like, it was me. It was someone seeing me uh, being gay. Um, so it was a little scary. And, you know, you you were worried your friends would find out and they wouldn't, like, want to invite you to their slumber uh, thing. Yeah, you know, yeah like it, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it felt
0: like it was scary. But, like, there's a whole section of the city where there's a street literally called Gay Street. Why don't you just go down the, the I village? know. I know.
1: So weirdly, I feel this is so fucked up. I didn't like know about that. Like I didn't, I didn't know gay New York culture. It was because the internet just wasn't like Mm -hmm. as as big a thing back then. So I didn't have like gay role models on the internet. I didn't have like gay people on TV. I had no idea. Like when my friends brought me down, we went down to um, search and destroy that like thrift shop on St. Mark's place. Mm -hmm. Like we went down there once. That was like the first time I had gone to like the the village like i i just like didn't go down there ever Mm -hmm. so it was like very new to me the whole thing and i was like kind of terrified
0: I mean, that makes sense. I remember the first time I went to the city and we went to the village and I saw like all the rainbow flags. I was like, wait a minute. Oh my God. Is everybody gay down here? And I was like, what a treat. I love it. And I saw like my first drag show, I think at like 19 or something. And then I was like, oh, I gotta live here. And then moved to New York when I was 20. And then truly just had the time of my life. Yeah, New York is truly just uh, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place. Okay, so when did you stop having secret girlfriends, and when did you bring them into the light? Yeah, (laughs) specifically, that's how I said it to my mom. I was like, "Mom, (laughs) here's
1: the thing. I have to bring. I have to bring my girlfriend into the light." Um, I came out when I was when I was in college. I kind of came out to myself, and I came out to my friends and the people around me. Um, I had a college girlfriend whose name was also Jen. We call her Old Jen. Um, just to separate the different, I know it's so fucked up, I hate it. I, I like literally wanna jump are off the roof. Are you still friends with Old Jen? Yeah, a little bit, we keep in touch.
0: Huh, I don't keep in touch with any of the people I dated. This is a, but this I have is a, no idea what they're this doing. This is like a gay thing and maybe specifically a lesbian
1: thing. Because oh, our pools are really small. <laughs> and also like, I think it's just easier to have same sex friendships. Not like for everybody exclusively, but I think you're like more likely to reach a point. But I'm not friends with my last two exes.
0: Those are pretty. Those are pretty silent. That's pretty mm. radio silence. I see. You know? I um, have you ever been to Henrietta Hudson's? Yeah, I went there last time I was in New York. Because do you know Christy Cello? Yes, of course. I love Christy. She was like, Nicole, there's a sign over here that I want to <laughs> take a picture in front of. And I was like, okay, Christy. And then she was like, okay, and then she's like, let's go inside. And I was like, you know, it's a lesbian bar, right? She's like, how do you know? And I was like, I don't know. It's a <laughs> famous lesbian bar. And she was like, is it? And so we went in and had wine. We were inside. She's like, it is a lesbian bar. It was the funniest experience I've had because she's so funny. Her voice is so funny to me. You know, she's a f- she's so fucking
1: funny. Um, also, spot on impression. If anyone wants to know what Christy Cello sounds
0: like, you nailed it. Thank you. Usually I could do better when um, I'm not suffering from the staircase asthma. No, no, you're 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 killing it. You're killing it. If you had to play Christy Cello in a biopic, I I think we could. If we had a really good makeup artist, I I think you could do it. I wonder (laughs) if people would try to cancel me for doing white face. They'd be like, no, we got to get rid of her. I don't I don't know that. There was that movie. There was, I know it was a long time ago, but there's white, there was white chicks. That was such a long time ago. <laughs> I wonder if we could do white chicks now. And then also there's a Michael Jackson biopic. He was not a white person, but the black actor that they had, they put the whitest makeup on and it looks so haunting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he, he looked pretty haunting
1: as well towards, towards the <laughs> the end. So, but you know,
0: Hello. Uh, <laughs> Slightly. A little. So, okay. When did you decide that you were, like, in love? And then had you been in love before? Oh, my God. Nicole, I'm chronically
1: in love. <laughs> I'm I'm literally... I am a simp. I am, uh, you know... I, I U-hauled with, like, every girl that I had ever dated. I took a year. I literally took a year off
0: from dating. Wait, how do and just, you do that? How do you U-Haul every girl that you date? You live in New York city. It's hard to break a lease in New York.
1: Yeah. It's fucking hard to break a lease in New York city. <laughs> and then I'm the one, I'm the one paying this fucking rent. I'm always the one. Um, it took me 10 months to get my ex, my previous ex out of my apartment.
0: 10, Wait, 10 months. months. It took Wait forever. Why did it take 10 months? Because I'm a simp. I have no
1: backbone. I have no spine because I didn't put my foot down and I was just like, take your time, like find the right place. She was like between jaw. It was a mess. It was a total mess. It was a mess. 10 months. This is like, I, now I don't move it. Now I have like a rule for myself. I don't move in with people like till I'm engaged, like formally engaged. That's like my rule for myself now.
0: It's a great I'm rule. i just really stuck on this 10 months specifically yeah. because it's like, we are we broke up, so why apartment? am I staying? Oh, my God. She, yeah. okay, no offense um, to people who are listening who might be friends with this person, but she bad. She not good. Yeah. That's no. awful. I am so awful. sorry. God bless. I yeah. just like – I can't imagine, and you're not like the first and only person where that's happened to where like the other person just won't leave. I just don't understand that. You know
1: what I should have done? I should have been like, hey, I'm packing up your things. After a certain Mm. amount of months, I think there are 10, certainly, you're allowed to be like, it is time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to move your things into storage if you do not find a place. And I'm so sorry to do it this way. But it is time. Yeah, uh, that's what. Uh, that's what I should have done, dude. I was so nice about it. I'm too in. nice.
0: I, I, I I'm shook. Yeah,
1: there's another side to every story, and like the breakup, there are definitely things that I regret. But on
0: this specific matter, mm-hmm. I was quite nice. I was quite yeah, quiet. too too nice. Cause it's not like it's not like Ashley's wayward home. Forget girls. <laughs> Eve, you gotta get out of here. Can't be here. Children. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I have a question. You worked as a software engineer at MIT? Yeah, yeah, I worked at a research lab there. So wait, like, you're smart and stuff? That sounded rude. No, no, so no, wait. I, I get it. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. For
1: someone who, like, like, someone live I in her even... apartment for 10 months, I definitely no, have too, too high no, an IQ. not that. To... But,
0: like, <laughs> MIT, I feel like, is really smart. I didn't go to, like, real college so like, I just know that, like, MIT seems... To be the smartest of all of them? It's pretty smart. I did not... I will say I didn't get into college there.
1: I worked there at at a research lab. Oh, what does that mean? Well, they have a lot of labs that they develop, you know, different technologies at. And some of them are more academic and some of them are more like... I worked... So the one that I worked at was a national security research lab. So there's a lot Mm. of like government crossover. So we worked on like um, stuff for the government mostly.
0: Oh, that sounds like fun and cool. It was not. I mean, I I quit for, <laughs> I'm here doing this
1: shit for a reason. This is way more fun and cool. I would rather work on my Christy Cello impression, you know, for no, for no reason <laughs> than ever write another line of code. Although if you're doing that, like, good for you. Women in STEM, yada, yada. Wait,
0: you write code? Yeah, 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 I, re- I wrote code. I don't even know what that means. I know, and there's no reason things? that you should. <laughs> yeah, you make internet things. Anytime that
1: you open any computer device, any a phone, an iPad, anything that has electricity running through it, there's some code in there. God. Maybe besides a light bulb, but even light bulbs are starting to
0: get smart. Ooh, a smart light bulb. Yeah, yeah, a smart. Bulb. It's funny because, like, I don't know shit about any of that stuff. And my dad wrote code, but he didn't pass it on to me.
1: me. Really? What kind of stuff did he work on?
0: He. Like the way you build on your phone is a thing that he like helped develop. Um, but wow. like he worked at at and I was about
1: to ask you if he worked at AT&T because they had a huge yeah. thing in New Jersey.
0: Yes. They had like a big Bell Labs. Yes.
1: Yeah. He yeah. He started at Bell Labs. And then your listeners are turning this off as we speak. They're literally <laughs> like, I wanted lesbian sex. What the fuck is this?
0: bell labs <laughs> well real quick we're gonna take a break but when we come back we'll talk about lesbian sex this show is sponsored by better help Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash date me today to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp, help H E L P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey Did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babble's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Okay, we're back. Let's talk about lesbian sex. (laughs) What's your favorite thing about lesbian sex? I love that. Like necessity is the mother
1: of invention. So when you're straight, like there's like a way that you're supposed to do it. You know what I mean? And even when you're a gay man, there's like a way that you're quote unquote supposed to do it. Mm -hmm. But because like female sexuality is so unexplored and like, you know, like it's kind of the butt of a joke. Like, Men can't find the clit. Like, you know, a lot of women never orgasm. So it's like really unexplored. So like there's a lot more creativity that can go that that you can like you're much more free. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That's what I
0: that's what I love about it. I don't know if that makes sense visually. It, does, it but. makes sense. I think it makes sense. You can get weird. You can get weird. You could do a lot of... You know what's really interesting? When people talk about scissoring, because I'm like, the act of scissoring seems cumbersome. It does seem cumbersome. I've never done it. I've done it a
1: lot. And it's not cumbersome? It's not cumbersome. But the thing is that it really depends, just like when you're having sex with any partner, it really depends on the person especially when it comes to people with vulvas, clitorises, women, whatever. Like, uh, first of all, scissoring is not what you th- what like the media and porn has like it, it, it it's a, the better term is called tribbing. Do not google it if you are at work. Wait, what's it called? Tribbing? Tribbing T R you're googling it right out. T R I B B I N G. Yes. So basically If you read a sex, if you read any kind of book about sex, particularly, particularly like the female sex organs, Mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of dedication to friction. And Mm -hmm. like, if you're like, what does that mean? It's fingering, right? Like when you touch a girl's clit, that's that's friction. But you can apply friction from like any part of your body. You Mm -hmm. when you're dry humping that that's 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 tripping. Dry humping is. Tripping and straight people do that. So there's all different types of positions that you can do to
0: to like take it to the next level. In my brain, there was only one way you could do it. But then I googled it and I saw many different options. And then to me now, <laughs> it doesn't seem that hard. Thank you for enlightening me. For whatever yeah, no, reason, not. I get like ideas in my head where I go, "That's the only way to do it." um I can't like uh well that happens with sex it does happen with sex because you watch a porn or two and then you go that's it this guy was trying to do male female script sorry I cut you off no no it's fine I'm trying to figure out how to phrase it he like oh we were laying down like spooning and he wanted to like like fuck me that way and I was like my butt's too big it certainly won't fit no thank you and then he was like Just let me try it. And I was like, no, thank you. I'm so sorry. God bless. And then he like, he was like, just let me. And I was like, oh, okay. And then it worked. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I (laughs) I guess that's a new way I can have sex.
1: Yeah. Even if he were to like have sex with you that way and he couldn't get as deep, there are plenty of women that actually like enjoy a shallower penetration. Mm -hmm. They don't like it as deep.
0: So like for some people, that's actually like preferable. I mean, I like any old penetration. I also (laughs) like when my boobies are honked, and a lot of ladies apparently don't like that. I hooked up with a lady, and I was honking on her titties, and she was like, you're spending a lot of time on them. Are you queer? No, I don't identify. (laughs) (laughs) It's very, very stupid. I don't talk about uh, queer experiences enough or have them enough and I'm not like actively seeking them out. So I don't identify as queer, but I'm definitely not straight. I'm just Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) That's I I think that is like, I, I think people have this
1: fear and for good reason, sometimes of like the queer community, like judging their queerness. But to me, anyone who says what you just said to me is part of, part of my community. Like, yeah, well, 100%. thank you. Like, you don't have to have it all figured out or, like, no, or, like, know the labels. Like, you just have to, like, not just want to fuck
0: a guy. <laughs> like, you want to fuck more than well, a guy. okay, here's the thing. I don't like the term bisexual. Sure. I just don't like it. I feel like it says that there's, like, just two because bi means two. Bicycles have two wheels. Right. That's how I know that. <laughs> I don't like pansexual because it makes, I don't, it sounds, I don't know. Pans? The branding, it, I got to say, pansexual branding is not great right now. It really is We're isn't. working on it.
1: I don't yeah, like it. It doesn't feel accessible to someone who, like, is maybe more traditionally feminine, I think. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's, like, a lot of hair dye and septum piercings. <laughs>
0: but, like, it, it, but it can be anybody, you know? <laughs> yeah. I guess I truly just, like, don't love... I don't love a label. Like, I was talking to someone, and I was like... They were like, "Well, are you non-binary?" And I was like, "I don't know. Sometimes I feel more masculine. Some days, some days I feel more feminine." They're like, "That's the literal Nicole, definition of that." I am. You're you're gayer than I am. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you are you're non-binary and pansexual. I hate to tell you this way, but that's actually what.
0: <laughs> but I'm just Nicole. I don't like a label. I just find yeah, them yeah. to be um, so arbitrary and. Um, yeah. And silly because you move, like, you change. Like, you're this one day, you're that another day. So, like, why label it? I don't know. Like, if I fall in love with a woman or a trans person or a non-binary person, I'm just like, okay, that's the person I love. That's who I'm with today. And it sounds like that'll probably happen. (laughs) Listen, I hope so. (laughs) I hope somebody... But also, here's the thing. I don't actively look for it. I'm I'm usually looking for Dick. All of the ladies I've Uh hooked up with were, well, one I met on an app, one I met at my job, one I met at a bar. (laughs) I guess I... (laughs) They just like... Ten minutes (laughs) later. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) having to meet them. Um, I don't know. Wait, when this airs this episode i will have gone to dc and back and i've been trying to like dc very gay very gay city it's like the gayest city in america
1: yeah it's super really? gay i sell very
0: well there <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i went to new jersey i sold like no tickets where did you, go, you go in jersey new brunswick uh what's there stress factory yeah stress Vinny's, Vinny vinnie brand stress factory
0: mm-hmm. i went to school with his kids uh, oh, really? we, don't, we don't have to get into that um, all right. <laughs> but uh, hey, last time I played in Jersey I was at Bananas Go Bananas or yeah, something Yeah, yeah Bananas, which is, like, yeah. on the side <laughs> of bananas. a road and then they like hung Bananas up and then they just stayed yeah, yeah. there all weekend and I was like I can't stay here so I called people yeah. from the city and I was like please take me to the city I can't stay there's here there's no way out either when no. you get to
1: Bananas if you don't have a car you cannot get you're home stuck you're stuck there. in Bananas yeah it's oh. like a horror film
0: what a nightmare! But we love you, bananas. Shout out, bananas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bananas. Gus, if you want me to come back,
1: I'll come back. Do, do you? Are you like? Do you need to be mentally turned on to have sex with someone, or can, is physically? Is it like that's all you need?
0: So it takes very little. Um, I'm not, I think it's called a demisexual person where you have to like have a connection. Right. I don't that's what I have I'm saying. to have a connection at all. The, like, no, this I hooked up with this guy who he like pulled down his pants and I audibly went, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was so big. And he was so skinny and tiny. Skinny tiny men really do love me. I think that's a thing. <sighs> I think that's
1: kind of a look right now. For like a really tiny, skinny little guy, like what what um Timothy Chalamet uh-huh. is doing with uh Kylie Kylie Jenner, like that's like a real <laughs> that's like a real <laughs> mood right
0: now. That's on a vision board. I don't like that one, <laughs> Tim Timothy Tim- Chalamet. Tim- 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 I don't know if I love him with Kylie Jenner. I want him with like an art house yeah. freak. Like yeah, <laughs> I agree. It is a little bit weird.
1: You know, it is a little bit weird. Also, my my girlfriend loves. She's bisexual. She loves Timothy. That's like her. Her hall pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He is not for me. Hall passes are so funny to me because. Well, we're also open. I know it's like a fun thing. (laughs) I know you're open, but for For like close relationships when they're like, you know, my girlfriend has a pass for like this guy. And I'm like, but like in what situation? Like, do you talk about like what that situation might be? Do you try to get in that situation? I was someone's
1: hall pass once and she said it to me and I was like, you have to do a check in. You cannot, you cannot actually meet. The hall pass is totally hypothetical. So I was like, call her. Call her right now. Yeah. Let's do a FaceTime. She's like, she loves you. She'll freak out. And I was like, are you giving permission to your girlfriend to actually, is this like a real life hall pass? And the, and the girlfriend was like, no. What? <laughs> like
0: fully no. That's so yeah. You funny. need to like, it's not real. Yeah. It's not real. Yeah. Yeah. Although I have done meet and greets where people are like, you are my hall pass. And then their partner's right there and they're, they nod enthusiastically. And I'm like, oh no. That's,
1: that's almost worse because then you're fucking this person thinking about the, the girlfriend being like, have a great time, sweetie.
0: Have a good time. I packed you both a lunch. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Wait, do
1: you have chuckle fuckers? Oh yeah. I'm very lucky in that regard.
0: Yes. Boy, oh boy. What a dream. It is. I don't dream. really have chuckle fuckers. harder harder
1: when it's when you're more into cis men. Like I think yes. I think women are attracted more openly attracted to a sense of humor. Whereas with straight men, cis men, they, they have like a, it, it intimidates them.
0: It does. And it's annoying. But I have encountered some men who are like, boy, you're funny. And I like that. And they'll like, just leave it like that. And there's no qualifiers. It's like, you're funny for a woman. Or I didn't think you were funny. Or I never knew who you were in my whole fucking life. But now I'm okay with it. I just think I figured out why I don't consider myself queer. It's because, oh, wait, shit, I went right away. Did I take my medicine? <laughs> As revelations in therapy often do. Wait, fuck. It just truly went
1: away. Men qualifiers intimidating women or intimidating men.
0: Oh, shit. I don't know. Oh, maybe it's because I have to chase men and I don't necessarily have to chase women. Women hit on me a lot. And I think I, it's one of those things where my mother would always be like, The grass isn't always greener on the other side. You know, some people have short hair want long hair. People who have long hair want short hair. Like, you just can't have what you want sometimes. And I'm always like, give me what I want, even though I can't have it and I'm going to chase it. Yeah. I also think there's something, like, really...
1: I don't often get, like... uh, The way I dress, you know, I know catcalling happens to everybody no matter how you're dressed, but, like, I certainly have a more masculine look, but I have days where like, I'm running out in a pair of leggings, you know, or maybe Mm -hmm. I'm going running or something like that. And I'll see men looking at me. And when it happens, I'm like, oh, I'm like (laughs) hot, hot. I'm not just like gay hot. I'm like hot, hot. (laughs) Because there's something, because of the male gaze and the patriarchy, there is something like inherently more validating, even though it's like in your head and it's not
0: real. You know, mm-hmm. and maybe that's part of it. Maybe because I do like when a man hits on me. I also like when a lady hits on me. I think I like it when it's more organic. Because I've been hit on a lot at shows and stuff, Wh- and like, women. Uh, yeah, like I, like trouble. a Q and A, a Q and A at like a a podcast is not where I'm gonna get like horny and turned on and be like, okay, this is right. very strange to get hit on in front of an audience of people.
1: That's like kind of why like you almost have to seek it out if you're going to do it, because women have a really hard time being the aggressor. And I don't mean aggressor in a bad way. I mean it in like the the (laughs) mating ritual way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm usually the aggressor. Yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite thing to be the aggressor in a nice way. I'm like
1: the name of this podcast is Why Won't You Date Me? Yes. It sounds like you're
0: really getting dick down. Like I I don't I'm not. It's been a while. It's been months since I've had sex. Oh. Um I was dating somebody and then that like came to an end and then you know, then I was just like I don't want to meet a new person because it's too hard. Yeah, it's really it's hard. It's like it takes a lot to like Open yourself up and be vulnerable and be like, I grew up this way. Here's why I'm like this. This is what I learned in therapy. And then when it ends, you're like, okay, so I have to start over and tell a whole new person all this shit. I do not understand people who are serial monogamous.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I did it. But thankfully, there were like years in between. There was like years and years mm. and years. But I remember when I broke up with Jen, when Jen and I broke up, I really wanted to Old be my Jen. No, new Jen first time we broke up new gen new gen we broke up because of the age difference and i was like i really want to find someone so i'm like really gonna put myself out there and it was the first time in my life that i was like actively dating and really failing to find someone to u-haul with (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) so oh my god it was brutal it was brutal to be so to try and let yourself be excited about someone and And, mm-hmm. just like they're not it, they're just so not it, and yeah, it just was was really rough. It was really sad, yeah,
0: I identify with that. I try to force things a lot where I'm like, this person sucks, but I'm gonna win them over, and they're gonna love me, yeah. and I'm gonna change them to not suck,
1: yeah, thank God Jen came back that was that was that was very fortunate
0: that is <laughs> nice. I do have a question. I was watching a stand up clip of yours, oh God,, and you were talking about. Um, boy lesbians and girl lesbians, oh, and okay, those are the silly. two that go together. It is silly. Um, so are you into more feminine women or more masculine women?
1: Let Let me clarify the clip that it was a comedy clip and it was sarcastic. You can be any type yes. of lesbian and yes, date yes, yes. anybody. I should
0: have I should have said that, that It no, is no, a no. full blown joke. It was said, because no, people
1: don't understand jokes. They really don't understand jokes. Um, they really, really, it's really wild. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I tend to date. No, that would be, that would be an understatement. I exclusively date. I'm very attracted to femininity. I like tend to go mm. for like, went back, you know, pre pandemic before everyone in the entire world came out pre pandemic. I dated like a lot of straight women, straight, you know, straight women, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe questioning would be a better term. Uh, I dated a lot of, I've dated so many bisexual women. I just (laughs) like almost exclusively, I would say, yeah, I tend to date really feminine women.
0: Did you ever go to girl nation? It was this club in maybe midtown. You're gayer than I am. I don't even know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) You're gayer than I am. It was in like the early, not early 2000s. I was in New York in like two thousand four or five so this is probably like 2007 ish i i don't know it i didn't even know it existed boy oh boy it was great it was like big nasty and dirty um i don't think it was around for super super long but um, there was like a super famous comedian before she came out who was like came to the club and everyone was like, oh my God. Are you withholding the name of this comedian? Yeah, because it feels weird. They're like already out, but it feels weird to like re-out them. Do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> one of five. I mean, it, it
1: really, it really is like, I think it's like one it was of two. Ellen DeGeneres just
0: <laughs> dancing on and no, it wasn't Ellen. But it was a different comedian. No, this is the other one. (laughs) The other two. (laughs) And it was very funny because, like, a a hush fell over the crowd and everyone was like, so she is gay, so she is gay. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And they took her, like, straight upstairs to this, like, weird VIP area. And it was so funny. And then later that night, a bouncer was stabbed. It was an exciting (laughs) night. (laughs) At the lesbian bar? There was a stabbing? Yeah, because... It was a really butch woman who was with a very, very femme woman. There we go. And the butch woman accused the bouncer of looking at the femme one, not even flirting, looking. Literally exactly (laughs) what my joke is about,
1: because some butch lesbians, we can be so much more toxically masculine than men. Like, cause Mm -hmm. men, cause we're so used to men hitting on our girlfriends because they're feminine, that we just like Mm -hmm. we're we're to an eleven immediately. Like the the bouncer looks at this woman,
0: and and then she stabs. Looked at her, she lost her mind. She stabbed him, and then we finished our cigarettes and went back inside. (laughs) (laughs) And then we danced some more. And then, uh, as we were leaving, the cops were called, and they had her not in handcuffs, but in those like zip ties. Zip ties. Yeah, she was like in a zip tie behind her back, and they were tasing her. And (laughs) it's not funny, but it was truly wild. And I haven't thought about that night. In such a long time. I'm going to have to call my friend when I'm done with this and be like, do you remember that?
1: I want to know if Rosie O'Donnell slash Wanda Sykes slash Ellen DeGeneres. (laughs) I want to know. Well, actually, with Wanda, the timeline doesn't add up because Wanda was 2009 that she made I'm a Be Me, which is one of my favorite comedy specials of all time.
0: Is that the one with the detachable pussy? No,
1: I think that one... It's, that it's, might be later. She does Adam. She does the joke Adam and Eve, not Adam and Mary. But Bl- Blige. Do you remember mm-hmm. that joke? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a very I good joke. Fucking love that joke. She's such a good joke writer. It's she's like, like fully insane. She's
1: my all time. She's the person that I like. Pre me, really understanding who I was as a comedian. She was like her performance and her writing are mm-hmm. like both so good you can't tell what's getting the laughs. You know what I mean? Like, they're both yeah at that high level that I was like, that's what I want to be. Like, just like epic performer, epic writer. I wish
0: I was more like that. I sometimes, <laughs> if I write a joke and I can't beat it, and then like I've asked other people and they can't beat it, I'll be like, All right. Let's really perform it. Yeah, yeah. Time to (laughs) sing. (laughs) Time (laughs) to make a funny little noise. Two minutes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Uh, and then the days I'm tired, they just don't work.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wait, how did you get into comedy? Oh, I was just sad at MIT. I was just so (laughs) sad, so sad. So I knew Mm -hmm. I wanted to do something. You know, I don't know when you started comedy, but I was pretty late in life. I was twenty six.
0: How old was I? I don't know how old I was. Well, you were
1: already pretty fucking successful. I didn't want to kiss your ass when you came in, but like I was watching you and absolutely (laughs) adoring you on Girl Code before I had even really
0: gotten into standup comedy. Girl code, a show where they paid you an exposure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so much of it's just so much of that. Or it used it's to be wild. Now,
1: now I think comedians have caught on that the exposure is not worth it. Um, yeah, but but back in the day, I mean, like you're very popular, and and I imagine a lot of people. Uh, came to fall in love with you on Girl Code.
0: Yeah, I will say I was joking. I mean, I no, I'm not joking. I, you should I got have been paid. paid. So you absolutely on that should have been paid. But it did. It is one like one of the very few times where I did something for exposure and it actually worked. Yes. So I am forever grateful. I may shit on it and be like, I got paid $0 or crusty little wigs, but it did launch my career.
1: Yeah, and you were fantastic. And I was at home. I just quit MIT knowing that I wanted to do something. I wrote a musical, I did a bunch of improv. I did all of these things. Wait, did you do improv at UCB? I did.
0: Did you like it?
1: I did like it. And then I had gotten to like um, advanced study and I mm-hmm. had all, I had just started doing standup and I felt already like standup was just like so much easier to like make a career out of than, than mm-hmm. improv. Um, so I, I got into a class with a teacher who I will not name, but is well known for being sort of a not very nice teacher. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you can probably surmise who it is. He's, he's had a, he's had a solid career. Oh, I know exactly who it is. Yeah. So I don't know what he's doing now, but, um, he's definitely worked a bunch. Uh, Uh and, um, I, you know what, Nicole? I'm going to actually, you, what did UCB? I'm going to let you decide what you think of my choice. We were doing, mono. Okay. no one cares about this. Again, the views are, pfft, the downloads, just it. I love
0: it. There's like three little improv nerds who are like, okay, I also know who it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we were doing mono
1: scenes. And sure. it was in an apartment. And it had already been established that the person living in the apartment was starting a business in his apartment. I love how
0: you remember this. I will never forget this.
1: I, if you have, okay. I'm a Scorpio. If you've wronged me, I remember every detail, and I will, I will take it to my deathbed. Like, I, I have a list, dude. Like, there's not many people on the list, but trust me, I'm an elephant. Okay, so. I walk we've established no setting up a business in your apartment you're not allowed the landlord is saying this to the person who lives in the apartment no 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 mm-hmm. setting it up so sometimes go sometimes is going by the it's not really getting elevated the landlord character comes back to the apartment I was like I'm going to elevate this so or escalate this so I was like I came over and I was like hey I'm uh, I'm from Time Warner Cable I'm here to set up your business class internet you ready for me to mm-hmm. set up your business class internet? <laughs> the teacher
0: uh-huh.
1: stops the scene. Uh-huh. You know what I'm trying to do. You've improvised, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm trying yes. to give him something. The teacher uh-huh. stops the scene, goes, Why did you do that? <laughs> and and I I was just in shock. I, I was so intimidated by this guy. Uh-huh. I was like, I was just trying to give. I was trying to hit the second beat. I, I I thought we were I thought that was the interesting thing in the scene mm-hmm. and I was just trying to give it the second beat. And I mean he just like lost it on me and then took a break <laughs> and I I quit the class and I never did improv again.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. I really don't think people have like um some people do, but some people literally don't have a grasp on how to speak to people especially in a creative setting. And it's like, because in school I had ADHD. So a lot of teachers would just like shut me down or be like, be quiet or whatever. And I'm like, had one teacher been like, oh, do you need to take a walk every 20 minutes and that'll help you concentrate? I could have maybe been a philosopher or a doctor (laughs) or a neuroscientist surgeon. Or an improviser (laughs) at the UCB. (laughs) Wait, Ashley, real quick, we have to take another break if you can even believe it. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. Now more than ever, with supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org/future. That's PlannedParenthood.org/future. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, "I'm okay," when the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, "Hang it in there," because if I ask for help. back. I cannot believe that that is how improv ended for you. Improv is such a dumb joyous thing for me, but that makes me so fucking sad.
1: It hurt my feelings. Also, did you think the move was that bad? Was it that bad a move?
0: It's also never going to happen again. I mean, I am historically the worst improv coach in the history of coaches, but... A lot of times I'm like, hey, that move didn't really like move anything forward. But also I'm glad you got out there and made a move. Right. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I could have done the same move and it would have been funny. But like also I probably would have done a little put a little sauce on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I I went into the apartment and I started setting it up immediately. I was like giving them business and opportunity to like kind of take the scene somewhere. But yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just I did my best. But maybe it's not the best boy, move. Oh what I'm getting from this, Nicole, is that your team, this guy, and that the move was
0: actually not <laughs> no, the best. No, I am no. I actually <laughs> thought it was a very good move. Thank I you. think it's a great move. I mean, you are painting <laughs> yourself. I mean, also you could come back as something else. Like it's just it's improv. Who fucking cares?
1: Right. Like worst case scenario, they don't like the move. I set up the internet. I leave the scene. The scene goes on.
0: Yeah, and then you could come back as somebody else. Yeah, or. The business had another thing happen. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. So you worked on Carnival cruise ships. Yeah, yeah. I was a Carnival cruise comedian. And then was the audience okay. So people yes. go on cruises, no offense to me, are I don't want to say a stain on the earth or like um nasty people, but like the idea of a cruise ship is daunting, horrific horrifying and disgusting to me. So like, were these people good people at your shows or what? The cruise industry is a nightmare and it shouldn't exist. It's bad
1: for (laughs) the environment and it's bad. There's no labor laws on it. There should be a union. It's, it's, it's insane what they do to people who work on the cruise, not the comedians. Um, I was their first openly gay comedian and I got to say, um, yeah, the, the people were like, I would describe them as either Republicans, you know, mm. or a kind of middle America, like from the middle of nowhere Republicans or like kind of apolitical, like no one. OK, there's not a lot of like thoughtful dialogue happening on a carnival <laughs> cruise. And yeah, uh-huh. I experienced I experience some of the worst homophobia I'd ever experienced in my life. I mean for sure. Oh, no. Yeah. I used was to it like
0: heckling or like people finding you after the show. The the
1: first cruise was the worst because I they put me out of Galveston, Texas, because it's supposedly the easiest audience. But here's the thing, Nicole, it's not the easiest audience if you are a good comedian. If you are a good, interesting <laughs> comedian, if you tell smart uh-huh. jokes, they're they're just gonna be like they're so difficult because they're so they just want they want cruise bullshit. So, mm-hmm. I got up there on my first one. I set on my R-rated show, which was the only show I was allowed to be gay on. On the PG show I couldn't mention that I was gay.
0: Yeah, that's literally insane. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No how fully truly unhinged and wild. Yeah. I don't want to s- uh, they're going to sue me one day for talking about this, but right now I'm <laughs> I'm it, they haven't um Yeah, I said I said I said I was gay in the set And uh, I would say, like, a third to half of the room just stood up and walked out as soon as I said (gasps) it. It was crazy. It was nuts. Oh, God. It was like, you don't—living in New York was such a privilege. Like, it was hard to be gay Mm -hmm. anyway, but, like, oh, my God, my privilege was checked so fast. I was like, oh, my good God. A guy the next morning came up to me at the buffet— and said, "Hey, I, I want to talk to you. Your lifestyle is an abomination. We, I, I, but like <gasps> I think like you can be saved or whatever. So like let's have a conversation. And I had breakfast with him. It was because oh, I was like, no, I was like, I got to rep gay people. Like I, I have an opportunity here to have a conversation with someone.
0: You know what's interesting? I don't think he would have done it on the flip side if you were like, hey, straight man." I think you should hear something from me. I think he'd be like, leave me alone with my waffles. Yeah, I yeah, think it's exactly. really interesting that you were expected to meet him halfway, but they don't meet anybody else halfway. It's really yeah.
1: wild. Yeah, you're so right. I didn't even think about me like, well, that's what they think we're doing. They think we're telling everyone to be gay. They think that our I existence mean, is a plea for everyone to be gay.
0: But it's like... I've said it on other episodes, if anything, the world is pleading everyone to be straight. Yes. That's all of, all of the like content I saw growing up, all the Disney movies, they were straight people. Like you find your Prince charming, you wear a pretty dress. And, right. And then they like, they don't see
1: it. They when, they just don't see it. Cause that is what life is. That that's just, yeah, that's just what it is. They don't think about it. They don't engage with it. His brother came out late in life in his fifties. Mm-hmm. And he said, and I was like, that's why we're having the conversation. Right. Like, Ah. He is having this with me because he's struggling with his brother coming out. Maybe what that means for him. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. And he was like, my brother coming out at 56, I think is what he said, is uh, is the worst thing that's ever happened to me.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. Ugh. And I just ended the conversation with, like, your brother just wants you to love him. That's all.
0: That's all. Yeah. It was, it was wild. My mother was a Christian and she taught us that like everything is fine and God loves everybody. And I'm just like, how come other people didn't get that? Where did she go where she got something different than everybody else? It's like really bizarre to me that we're just like so focused on like who fucks who and how people want to look and. I don't know. I keep reading bad things about like laws getting passed and it's I know, like really I know. fucking up my it, days. It, it's really terrifying. I, I
1: I I thank you for doing that. Like I know you're gayer than I am, but like thank you for doing that and <laughs> talking about it on your podcast. I don't think I don't think the straight's like I don't think the straight liberals really know what's happening here and it's like it's kind terrifying. of scary. Like it's
0: it's, it's a akin- kind of
1: it's like fully actually scary. Uh, you know, I'm, I want to preface that um, I'm Jewish on my mom's side. I'm not religious, but it is akin to some of the little trickling that you see with the with the Holocaust, Nazi Germany. It's it's very scary. People should be really
0: like, what the fuck? You know, there was one law where it was like kids have to like show their genitals to prove what gender they are before they could play a sport. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, What? <laughs> Whose job is that? Mr. And how much pedophile. Am I paid? And like what the fuck? Like you that's not a job. That's literally that's like if if somebody was like, "Okay, Nicole, in order for you to play basketball, pull down your pants." I would be like, "Great. I'll sit down and never move again. I'll never play <laughs> basketball." Are you kidding? But the thing is that they're kids. If their parents don't know, they're going to do I it. I know. And then adults tell them to do things they're going to do yeah. it. And it's devastating. And it's it's so gross. I don't know. Gender affirming care is so... I don't understand what people don't get. that like, boob implants for a woman is gender affirming care. Men having hair transplants is gender affirming care. So I'm like, yes. why is it okay for the people living the way that you want them to live to have these things, but other people cannot? And then also, like, people change. I don't know. There's ebbs and flows. Some people are trans forever. Some people are trans for a little bit. Some people have titties for a while. Some people don't. I don't know. Like, I don't understand, like, why we can't just let people live. <sighs> boy, oh, boy. Because they, they don't have anything going on.
1: And the system is broken. And capitalism, unchecked capitalism has ruined them. And they have to. It, I think it's true with racism, too, right? Like, you just need a book. Yeah. Man. You just need, like, uh, or illegal immigration or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. you just they just need something to be like, well, my life is shitty because of trans
0: people. I don't know. It's so wild that you can't wake up and go, my life is shitty because I work at the Dollar Tree and I make $7 an hour and my rent is $5,000 a month and I can't make ends meet. Government, help me that way. Yeah, exactly. But
1: don't you think it's a cult that if, like, if you reveal if they were to reveal to themselves that they're in a they're not able to pull themselves up by their bootstraps that there is a rigged don't you think that they mm-hmm. would collapse
0: internally like <laughs> like maybe but also i'm like let's fucking live in the real world yeah, yeah. look around and decide what's going on like i don't know Ashley, we're never going to solve life's problems. I know. This is how the show usually goes. Why won't you date me? And we're, I mean, by the end of it, <sighs> we're, we're like, we're all going to die. Sometimes, sometimes, I don't know. James Marsden did an episode where we ended it, where I explained to him what a bussy was. James Marsden did your podcast? I know. If you could believe it, he and you did. you told him what uh, a, a bussy was. <laughs> uh-huh. Um... We started off talking about Sonic and then Oh, I also told I taught him about Scat porn. Thank you, Mars. Um, I <laughs> that is so cool. So, you know, goes anywhere. He came on to promote he came on to promote his freebie show. Yes, jury duty. And then I've been I watching. Said, I've been watching. It's quite good. It is good, but I spent a long time talking about Sonic the Hedgehog because it's my favorite franchise. And I've talked about it enough that I don't understand why they won't put me in it. I used to pretend to be Sonic growing up. I loved Sonic.
1: I love Sonic. Mar- too? I'm more of a Mario girl, but I like Sonic too.
0: It's Simi Mario. I'm sad that he doesn't sound like that, so I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it either. It is it feels a little wrong. So, okay, Ashley, we have come to the end. Is there anything you want to promote? Yes, I I have a comedy special on YouTube.
1: You're going to like it. It's really good. I'm 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 proud of it. So just go search my name on
0: YouTube. It'll be right there. Ashley Gavin. Okay. Ashley, do you have any advice for me as a single woman on how to get a relationship?
1: I think, uh, okay, I just like want to encourage you to be queerer. Like, why don't you jump on an app? I think it'll be good. Okay. And I'm not saying no dick, Maybe like, I will. I, queer dick. Yeah. Maybe I will. Why not? Okay. It's harder to meet them in the wild. It's harder to meet them in the wild. And I know that's like what you like okay. to do. And it doesn't, I'm going to tell you this. You can still be straight and do this.
0: I'm not straight though. I think that's like But you know what I mean? Like not by... <laughs> I think any fucking person who's like, oh, straight, man, you're fucking embarrassing. (laughs) Yes, yes. Like, you're a weirdo who needs to stop.
1: But you can, you will eventually find a term that I think works for you. Just Nicole, a little chicken nugget. (laughs) I'm a chicken nugget. (laughs) Well, chicken nuggets are definitely queer because they're genderless and Uh I think possibly (laughs) asexual.
0: Oh, maybe. Well, I know I'm definitely not asexual. That I know. Yeah. I love fucking. Ashley, I have a question. Another one. Yeah. I ask all my guests this. I've only missed it maybe five or six times in the hundred years I've been doing this show. (laughs) Would you date me? I would definitely. I would go on at least a date with you. Yay. Okay, that's nice. Thank you. That's a real, that's a nice treat. Um, only a couple people have said that they wouldn't, and that has made me sad. Um, okay, so those that's people. the end of this. <laughs> well, they won't fuck me. That's the end of this <laughs> episode. But if you like this podcast, you can send me a dirty message to Podcast at gmail.com. No pictures, because Mars has to look at it. And if you write me something nasty hitting on me, I will read it. This person says, <laughs> um, "Hey Nicole, I put the STD in stud. All I need is you. Oh, I get it. Lots of love. That was good. Oh yes, that was it. That wasn't a nasty pickup line. That was a good one. Yeah, that was good.
1: Also, kind of queer.
0: Yeah, pretty queer. Ashley, that's it. Bye bye."
1: This has been a Team Coco production.